Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. We are back once again here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. And today's show, it pretty much delves with a couple of things that really, honestly, in my opinion, should be talked about a lot more. And um, obviously, this is in the world of sports. And it goes back to uh, WWE, as you guys may know by now. I'm a huge wrestling fan, have been my whole life. I go to a lot of events and, you know, and I I like to just understand the business and what these people go through, because let's be honest, it's a very hectic lifestyle. You're on the road 300 days out of the year. And, you know, you kind of look at other sports like with the NBA, NFL, etc. There's an offseason in wrestling. There's no offseason. There's just event, event, event. That's that's basically the way it goes. Now, recently, for um, those that do follow WWE or just wrestling in general, there has been a change in the way the programming is done. It's more PG. It's definitely a lot more kid friendly back to, I guess, how it used to be in the uh, early 80s before the Attitude Era and all the Stone Cold and the Rock and all that stuff that we all grew to love. Now it's back to its whole roots as a, uh, a PG type of thing for everyone to enjoy. With that being said, one of the main things that were cut from this uh, new PG era were a lot of, you know, women's matches where before they were just called divas in a sense that they were just there as eye candy and, you know, basically used a lot as sexual objects. And and let's be honest, it, it was a real, a real like crummy time for uh, young girls to be watching it and and getting ideas of this is maybe this is what they want to be. But nowadays, when you look at women wrestling, in my opinion, has become a lot better than some of the men's wrestling out there right now. Just the technique and the skill and the, the just the storylines. It's been uh, really some great stuff. And obviously with the addition of the uh, new show, Total Divas, that comes on the E! channel, it brings it to a whole bigger light. So I got an opportunity to go to an event where they were talking about Total Divas. They were talking about the uh, women's evolution in the WWE and, you know, in the event, there was uh, Lana. She's um, the ravishing Russian. That is the character she plays in WWE. Uh, she's She was speaking about, you know, just being a part of the first Women's Royal Rumble, being a part of all the different things that are happening in WWE. She's also on Total Divas, along with uh, Natalia, um, real name Natty, Natty Nyhart, and her, her father, uh, Jim the Anvil Nyhart was uh, part of WWE for years. Her uncle, probably more famous than anybody, you know, out there. You talk about Bret the Hitman Hart, uh, multiple time champion. Uh, she discusses also on this um, this uh, this event just all the different changes that are going on in WWE with Ronda Rousey now joining and just how women are given more of an opportunity to perform. And be looked at more as athletes as opposed to just like, you know, uh, eye candy or just any type of like time waster in between. Because there was a time when women's wrestling would only get maybe two minutes on air and that would be it. And it'll just go back to the men's storyline or it'll just use the women in a, you know, a random um, love plot and they just be like an object. Everything's changed now. And I really enjoyed it. It was a great um, a great discussion, and they just, you know, they broke down everything. They talked about the Mixed Match Challenge, which I think is one of the more exciting things that the WWE has come up with. 
where they actually stream live on Facebook Watch every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. And the Mixed Match Challenge is when you have two superstars from uh, each show. That's two from Raw and two from SmackDown, one male, one female, and they do an intergender tag match. Now, for those who are not familiar with anything I just said, an intergender tag match is when you got one man, one woman on each side. And, for example, if a man is tagged in, then he has to go against the other man on the other side. And when a woman is tagged in, then he goes against, yeah, she has to go against the woman on the other side as well. There is no such thing as a man versus woman. If a man is tagged in, the man has to come in. If a woman's tagged in, then the woman has to come in, and so on. So what makes it interesting is that it's the men from it's the men and women from Raw versus the men and women from SmackDown, and the pairings are interesting. You uh you have some people that have like I think Finn Balor and uh, Sasha Banks was the uh, first winners for the first week. And now you have um, other couples out there like Naomi and uh, Jimmy Uso. They get to be together. They're actually married. And another married couple, which is uh, Lana and Rusev, they actually are going to be performing uh, tonight. And it's funny because like Lana was a part of this whole panel and she discusses like the whole training process that she has to go through, the whole European training and Rusev. And they will put out these amazing, funny videos that basically show not only the hard work that they're doing, but the the comedy and just the companionship that they everyone has to have to work together to make this work. So it's really cool because it's something that they never done before. It's, you know, with WWE, it was always like a thing like, you know, what's going on behind the curtain. This lets you in even more. Besides the reality show, this lets you in with the, the comedic timing with the performers and just their overall personal lives because like i said rusev and lana are really married and they are teaming up and doing this so showing the training that she's really going through but in a more comedic way i I thought that was really cool and you know she discusses that as well on the panel and it's um like i said it's really a a cool dynamic the whole mix match challenge everybody on there of all the teams throughout the 12-week process are representing a charity and um, Global Citizen is actually being represented by uh, Rusev and Lana. Uh, Americana is uh, being represented by Bailey and Elias. And that's the next matchup for the Mixed Match Challenge. And I, you, like I said, you see the videos through the week. Um, they really show you the uh, dynamic in terms of what each partner has to go through. And, and it's funny. A lot of it is really funny and it's really entertaining. And it's something different for Facebook Watch because people can comment as it's going on and the announcers are letting people know like what they're saying here, what they're saying there. The mics are actually close to the ring so you can hear the uh, competitors talking to each other, which is very different because they usually don't do that with WWE stuff. So uh, it's a lot of fun. And like I said, it's part of the whole women's revolution and women's evolution. And with the Women's Royal Rumble that just passed and just... The growth in that, you're seeing women being used a lot differently in um, WWE, whether it's in TV shows or it's in uh, in the ring in different forms now with this intergender tag match, as well as the Royal Rumble. And now the Elimination Chamber, which is going to happen in two weeks. So there's a lot of changes going on with women in WWE and just wrestling, period. So we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play some of the audio from that uh, live panel it was amazing to be a part of and like like I said to meet the ladies, uh meeting Lana and just uh just experiencing like everything they were talking about, 
it was a pretty cool experience. So I'm going to share some of the audio as well as the Q&A that was going on with the crowd uh, during the session. Um, also, just to add on to that, to break down what's been going on with WWE, I got Dr. Black. Yes, the doctor of wrestling himself. He is back on the show and he gives his thoughts on the women's evolution as well as the women's Royal Rumble mixed match challenge. Oh, look at that. I can't even say it correctly. And just everything going on with the WWE moving towards the future with Facebook Watch, etc. Because it's really some exciting stuff. Also, now I usually do three, like three different sounds for the week. And I've had some sounds to choose from. You know, I thought about possibly using Kristaps Porzingis tearing his ACL, but no one really wants to hear that. That's not something that is, you know, that awesome to hear. But uh, instead of having like three different sounds this week, I thought since we had a uh, rare situation that there was another jersey, there was a jersey retirement, and it was Paul Pierce. Uh, Paul Pierce, as you know, um, Boston Celtics legend. He, he was one of the key reasons for why they won that title, whether you believe he had a knee injury or not, and had to be wheeled off the court. That's a whole nother story. But uh, he got a chance to get his uh, number 34 retired. And that's a big deal when you think about the history of the Boston Celtics. A lot of great players from Larry Bird, you know, Robert Parrish, uh, Havlicek, y- you you name it, uh, Russell. There's so many great players you're talking about in Celtics history. And to have his number retired there, that's a very respectable thing, regardless of how you feel about him, right? You know, the Isaiah Thomas thing, they didn't have to worry about that. He was traded along with about half the other Cavaliers in a crazy trade deadline uh, day. But uh, that's the NBA. You never know what's going to happen. There was a whole controversy whether or not they're going to play a uh, a tribute video for Isaiah Thomas coming back as a visitor with the Cavs. But they didn't have to worry about that. That was a non-issue moving forward just because of the whole trade situation. And you know what? It's probably for the best. I think Cleveland's going to be a better team. And we'll see what happens with their new people. I like, I love uh, George Hill. I think he's the perfect point guard for them. Clarkson's going to be great. Hood, Larry Nance, a lot of athleticism. So they're going to be fun. And yes, the Knicks made a trade. They got Emmanuel Moutier to help play out the string. And he's going to help them lose some games so we can, you know, get a better draft pick. That's just really what it comes down to. Now, back to Paul Pierce. Like I said, you know, he had the opportunity to get himself his uh, number retired in Boston, which is a very rare feat. And I do think it's worth, you know, being the only sound for the day as opposed to, you know, the wrestling coverage that I'm going to do later. So without further ado, I'm going to let Paul Pierce say his uh, thank yous to everybody. This was from his uh, special retirement speech after the uh, Cavaliers destroyed the Celtics this past Sunday. So uh, check it out. When you come back, we're going to go right into WWE. We're going to go right into that special live event panel with uh, Lana and Natalia, as well as my discussion with Dr. Black. You're listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you number 34, Paul Pierce. Thank you guys so much. Um, Over the last few months, 
you know, um, the last few months I've been thinking about, you know, since Wick called me and said, you know, we're going to retire your number. And I was just always thought like, you know, I worked hard, I got to the NBA, you're a Boston Celtic, but not everybody makes it up there. And I'm like, how did I get there? And so when I think about the journey, you know, I have to go back to the beginning, you know, some of the, the traits that I displayed out here on the court, off the court, and I have to go to none other than my mother, because when I look at her, Just, you know, she's uh, she was a single parent, three boys, hardworking, she sacrificed, she loved, um, she did anything she could, anything she could. You know, it's not, it's not easy when you're a single mother, three boys, you know, as a mother, how do you teach a boy to be a man? But she did it, and uh, mom, you know, all these characteristics that the guys that you hear from everybody, they come from you, and I thank you. You made me the man I am today, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, um, my inspiration, my first inspiration were my two brothers. You know, when I grew up, I didn't, I didn't have the dream to go to the NBA. You know, I just wanted to go to college. You know, it wasn't guys weren't coming out of high school to college until Kevin Garnett. But uh, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to, I just wanted to go to college. And you know, to look up at my brothers were both D Division One athletes. I wanted to be just like them. Jamal and Steve, you guys, you guys inspired me. You guys drove me. I wanted to be just like you. I wanted to go to school, play sports. My oldest brother played Wyoming University. My other brother played Fresno. And, you know, these are the first guys that I've seen that put the vision in. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. And um, I thank you guys for being that inspiration. You know, giving me something, giving me a... You guys gave me a something to look up to, something to follow, something to drive myself. Not only did I want to be like you, I wanted to see if I can be better. But it started right there in the house. And so I thank you for that. And you know, these are people who I feel that are were very instrumental at me getting here today. This is the beginning. This is the beginning. It starts at home. It starts, you know, where you come from. Um, then it's the people you surround yourself with. You know, you have people along this journey, you don't know why they're in your life, and I didn't realize it until like the journey was over at the end of my career. You don't realize the people that are put in your life. And I was able to be around some very special people, close family, a lot of them are in here tonight. You know, my uncle Michael was very instrumental and uh, he doesn't even, I don't know, I've told this story, but he put up my rim. He put up my backboard and rim. We went and got a piece of cardboard, just a piece of wood and cut it up and got a rim and we put it in, in my backyard. And, you know, when I couldn't go outside after six o'clock 
I was in the backyard shooting. And when I look back at that, I'm like, man, I put in countless hours because we were able to put this rim up. And so I thank you. I thank you. You don't know that. That went a long way for me. <laughs> that went a long way. And uh, just the coaches, my high school coach, he was the Pat Roy. He was here today. He was the first guy that told me, you're going to be a pro one day. <clears throat> this is when guys weren't thinking about pro. He put the vision in my head. It was like, you're going to be a pro. I was like, I was in the ninth or 10th grade. He was like, you're going to be a pro. And I, at the time, I'm like, a pro? You know, I just want to go to college. And, but he put that vision in there. Pat Roy, I thank you um, for just installing that vision and continue to push me. And, and then... And then I, had, I, I grew up without my father around, but these are people who are like father figures, my uncle, coaches in my life. Another guy in my neighborhood, Scott Collins, who was here today, a police, a local police officer who just was just good, was a good cop in the neighborhood who just took kids under his wing. He would cut my hair when I didn't have money. He would open up the gym and he, he if you saw some of these videos he's in, he cut my hair on draft night <laughs> on draft night, <laughs> he cut my hair. You know, I, I didn't even have a barber. He cut my hair on draft night. <laughs> and so I'll, I'll thank you. Thank you, Scott, for being a friend, a mentor, a father figure. He's in the house tonight. Thank you so much. Um, my college coach, Roy Williams, isn't here today, but he pushed the hell out of me. I threw up on the first day of practice, and... I was just like, man, this, I don't know if college or this level of college is for me. But he pushed me to be excellent and continued to push me not only on the court but in the school. And I, I want to thank him. You know, there's so, there's so many people that are instrumental. It's just like you got my coaches, my mentors, my family members. And then... You know, the guys, the teammates. I mean, your teammates that you come up with. You know, I wouldn't even be here. I mean, this, for me to sit here and see the teammates who are here, Twan, Walter, Leon, Dana Barros, White Mamba Scow, Kevin, Rondo. Man, you guys don't even know how, how good that feels that you guys support me like this, man. That, it feels so good. And then the Celtics, the Celtic legends of the past, Max, you got the Chief, Tom Satch, you know, you guys, thank you because you guys, you guys set the tone. I mean, if I never make the Hall of Fame to go up as a Celtic with my number here, that's probably all I could ever ask for. That'll be enough. That will be enough for me. That will be enough. Because it says a lot. That says a lot. I mean... Everybody knows, you guys know, we had our tough times. It, it wasn't just like any relationship. If you're going to last a long time, you got to get through the rocky moments. It's going to be ups and downs, and we definitely had our rocky moments. And eventually we sought them out, and we ended up with a championship. But you guys, the fans, you guys were behind me like none other. And I tell this... When guys come to play here and they go somewhere else, they're like, 
no fans are like Boston. There's no fans like Boston. There's no organization. There's no organization. And I see many players, there's no organization. This is a first-class organization. Thanks to the, you see the people you see right here in the front row, and they set a standard. They set a standard for the NBA because this is the Boston Celtics. This is not over there or over here. This is Boston Celtics. You know, and when you talk about sports, there's only certain franchises in any sport that you just put at that level. And this is definitely one of them. Um, man. <laughs> Doc, you helped me. You helped me so much, man. Become a man. I know I was, I was young and mature. And like you said, we bumped heads. That's probably because we have the same birthday. And, uh, but you helped me realize it was hard for me at first to do things. It wasn't that you wanted me to do things your way. You wanted me to do things the right way. And that helped me so much because then once I took that in, my game took off. My stats, it wasn't about the stats anymore. It was just like playing the right way. And that helped me understand how to really win. You know, I had a talent, but you helped me understand how to win and you helped me mature as a player. And, you know, what more can you ask for? I mean, I thought I was at a certain level. You took me to the next level. And I'm like, you know, I thank you for that. Thank you, I thank you for that. I'm sure I'm, uh, oh man, I'm sure I'm forgetting some. All right, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like Kevin always say, breathe, breathe. I'm trying to breathe. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. You know, uh, another guy I want to give a shout out, my boy Jason Crow is right here. This is my best friend right here. He has an Inglewood jersey. I played Inglewood High with him since ninth grade. But we pushed each other. Like, this is the only guy I ever worked out with. I never had a trainer. Uh, I never had somebody wake me up and say, you need to get to the gym. Me and him would wake up 6 o'clock in the morning every single day to try to be better. And that was since high school. And like, this is just when we were kids wanting to be better. We pushed each other to the max. You know, Jason wasn't that talented, but <laughs> I'm just messing with you. But he wind up having, he wind up, wasn't really recruited he wound up having a 10-year pro career overseas because I thought we pushed each other and we made each other better. And so, man, thank you, bro. You know, thank you. And, uh, man. Oh, just, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you guys are the best. I tell this story all the time in our losing years when we didn't win much, this was still the loudest building in the NBA. It was, it's, it was unbelievable. It was like unbelievable. It, it's... Oh man, my family here, my kids, this makes it all worth it because of you. This makes it all worth it, my kids. Prince, 
Brianna, Jazzy, I love you guys. My beautiful wife for being there. This makes it all worth it. This makes it all worth it, man. Oh, man. Oh. I tried as long as I could. I tried as long as I could. When we start talking about the kids, then you get emotional. Oh, man. Oh, who am I leaving out? Mike, Tommy, you guys. <laughs> you guys, I love you, Mike, Tommy. You guys saw it all from day one. You saw me grow from a boy to a man, to a champion. Thank you guys for being there, being supportive. I got a lot of Tommy points in the bank. Can I cash those in? <laughs> oh man, and Danny, for you, when you first got here, you were cleaning house. I just knew I was gone. I just knew I was gone. I mean, he traded everybody, but Thank you for sticking with me, having belief in me, uh, and helping me become a champion. Thank you so much, man. That, that, that's, that's big. That was big. That's big. That's big. <laughs> to the guys, I want to give a special thanks. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, where would I be without you? <laughs> where would I be without you, man? The only, Kevin, me and Kevin talk every week. He could, we come to the house and talk. And he says his only regret was not coming here five years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Oh, man. Though, what can I say about you, man? You, you've had some historical nights in this building. You made me better. It's an honor to play with you. It's an honor to play with Antoine Walker here. He started it off. Thank you, Antoine. Oh. Walter, everybody loves Walter. Thank you, Leon, Scal, Dana Barros, you guys. You guys are the best. To all my teammates who weren't here to make it today, I thank you guys because without any of those guys who, who allowed me to be me, I wouldn't be here today. And uh, one, last, one thing I want to leave, one second, I want to um, say one thing. I won't keep you guys too long. I know people have dinner plans and stuff, but. <laughs> you know, my wife helped me out with this one. The true gift that I've been given, the true legacy I leave is the inspiration that I was brought, that I've brought to others. To think that my worst days of being stressed and tired, mentally drained, taught as a, mentally drained, taught a kid 
watching on TV to preserve. The blessing I've been given is to pay it forward. To prove that hard work pays off when you aren't looking to be better than everyone else, but instead to be the best you, no matter what your position in life. Rusev when it came out on Twitter and I started screaming on the top of my lungs and then I just started crying because it was such I've always wanted to be a part of history and with the women and I feel like so much a part of my career I've been very lucky to be with the men and have learned so much from the men but at the same time I've kind of watch from the sidelines, it's kind of like, oh, if you weren't invited at prom or weren't invited to the dance, right. just always watch. And I'm like, I want to be a part of history. I want to be a part of these powerful women. And so to be a part of that, I just, I started crying in the car. And throughout the whole day, it was very emotional for me because um, we fought so long for this and really believed so long for this moment. So to actually have this happen, it's like, it just encourages me to continually believe for the impossible because we can make the impossible possible. It's gonna make me cry. <laughs> Either sip this tea and start crying. But I would love to be a part of the first ever women's tag team division in the WWE. And I know a partner that I won't be asking to be my partner. Um, <laughs> you know what, we actually could make a pretty good tag team. Um, but it would just be so cool and it's just, you just don't know what's gonna happen in WWE, and that's kind of the fun part of being a part of the WWE universe and also being a superstar of the WWE is that we don't know. I mean, we a lot of the times we find out when you guys find out, scrolling through Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm doing that? Okay. If I was to pick a dream tag team partner, I would definitely, out of the current roster that is there right now, I would pick Charlotte Flair, because we both yeah. come from Legends. wrestling, you know, dynasties and if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely pick um, Naomi, actually. Yes. Oh, I can see that. We, we actually showed up yesterday to SmackDown Live and we were both wearing black outfits and um, rhinestone boots. So I'm like, oh, she has her glow and I love to be ravishing, so. The ravishing glow. Yeah, the ravishing glow, exactly. You guys do always show up wearing the same clothes, <laughs> always. Global citizen, so I'm really excited about that, especially because we come from Eastern Europe where poverty has been such, you know, it is, it is a really strong um, problem over there. So I'm really glad that we're a part of something that can help fight poverty, but also um, I'm extremely excited to face Bailey. I actually was putting it out there and kept on being like, oh, I hope I fight Bailey, I hope I fight Bailey. And I was like studying her moves and studying her fights and just, and then when they announced it, I was like, oh, I've manifested. So um, I was really excited about that, and Rusev is training me like on a whole other level, like very Eastern European style. I'm surprised, like I mean, Eastern European style. The more they're intense, that means the more they believe in you. It's very different than American style. So he's been training me. Um, there's quite a few videos out there. It's you know WrestleMania is my favorite. It's just it's always coming together. It's like the Super Bowl of the WWE. Um, and it's huge, and it's a chance for all of us not only to come together um, as a team, but you know we we do a lot of community outreach programs too, tons during WrestleMania. We'll do over over a thousand appearances, to my knowledge. Last year, I think we broke the record, um, and we we do so many different things for the community, and it's just like 
whatever city we are in for WrestleMania, we come together like crazy and um, bring so much revenue to that city. We bring so many different opportunities for jobs. Um, people coming together for WrestleMania and, and fans coming from around the world. So it's it's really cool. Sometimes it's scary to be walking on the street outside because people are like, Natty! And I'm like, I just want to get a coffee and I have no makeup on. And <laughs> but, but yeah, it's really, WrestleMania is my favorite. Hi. Um, so what's your favorite wrestling position? Ooh, wow. Crush accolade. I break your back now. <laughs> there you go. Um, for me, I definitely say the sharpshooter because usually when I put girls in that move, they always tap out and I always win. So, sharpshooter. Thankfully, she hasn't gotten to that point with me yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Alright, well you guys are awesome. Uh, but I wanted to ask, how do you guys feel about Ronda Rousey oh. coming at the Royal Rumble? And do you have a message for her, if possible? I say welcome. <laughs> I mean, Rhonda's um, one of my good friends, and um, we built a relationship um, before she was even signed with WWE. And, you know, the Royal Rumble was so special for all of us girls. And I was so excited when I came backstage and I got to see Rhonda because she is a friend of mine. But beyond being my friend, she's somebody that has done so much for women in sports. And she's really been a pioneer in um, sports, not just MMA, but you know, being that figurehead in, in sports for women, like Serena Williams and Venus Williams and like the USA Gymnast team. And she's just done so much to bring attention to women. And um, definitely there's gonna be an adjustment. We all have to, you know, it's like when anybody new starts a job. You know, we're all gonna have to learn how to work together and, and that's just par for the course. And I think, um, and this is just me speaking on behalf of myself, I think there, I think Rhonda really wants to prove herself in the WWE, but that's going to take time. And you know, we all have different journeys. Lana and I were actually talking about this earlier. We all have different journeys. Some of us were born in this, like myself and Charlotte Flair, um, and Tamina Snuka, and some of us came about it a different way, like Lana and Alexa Bliss and the Bella Twins. So there's just everybody has a different journey. This is Rhonda's journey, and Rhonda is going to have to prove herself. So that is going to take hard work and dedication and proving herself in the ring because in the WWE, you know, our WWE fans, they'll let you know whether they like you or they hate you. But I think she has the work ethic and the drive and the attitude to do really great things in the company and I'm excited about it. I, I really am excited to have her as a part of the WWE family. Have you ever looked back and watched the show and say to yourself, I never realized I was like that. I never realized I, uh, <laughs> you know, have great interaction, interaction with someone and just say, well, I learned something about myself right there. Um, I have always known my weakness is my mouth. Like my mom would always say that to me. Like, you know, you, you can be most, the most encouraging person ever. And, but then once you snap, the damage that you do with your mouth is no apology can, yes, people can forgive you, but the damage is already done. And so I think, you know, when I saw, look back and I see some of my stuff with Natty, I'm like, mm. Be, and I know I'm like that, and I'm working on that, and I'm hoping to change and to control my mouth. My mom always says, if you can control your mouth, you can control your whole life. And I think that is a very strong lesson to learn because once you said things, no matter what, sometimes apologies can't fix it, and the damage has been done. And so that is what I'm working on is, I guess, I guess you could say my temper, but really it's like, I know, 
you, if I feel hurt, I'm going to start throwing daggers. And, um, you know, ultimately I don't want to hurt people. And, and a lot of times just out of my own insecurity or just being hurt. And it's the better thing to do is to take the high road. But it's a lot harder set, a lot harder. Wait, what's the right word? It's easier said than done. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> I mean, every time I watch myself on the show, I'm like, what was I doing? What was I wearing? What was I thinking? What was I saying? Like, especially what was I wearing? I'm like, that, if I see myself. that all the time. If I, I see myself on TV in an outfit that I don't like, I'm like, that's gone. <laughs> All right, we're back Sports Social with Eddie C. Jr., and I had to bring the guy back, the one and only Dr. Black. Dr. Black, sir, how are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? Doing well. Now, of course, you know, the Mixed Match Challenge is the big thing now from uh, WWE with through Facebook Watch, I believe it is. Yes, I got to ask you right away because I know you're the biggest analyzer of all these things. What do you think of it so far? Uh, it's very entertaining. Uh, I didn't think it would be as entertaining as it is. Um, pretty solid matches so far, too. A lot of SmackDown finally got their first W of the entire, uh, Mixed Match Challenge. Uh, but it's been pretty good. I, I, I would like them to do this again. Um, uh, say, in a year's time or something. Like, do it at, like, an annual event. It's pretty dope. I didn't think this concept would go over as well as it has, but it surely has gone over quite well. And I've been highly entertained watching it. I can't say I haven't been entertained because I really have. It's been, I watched it, I've watched literally every match that they've had so far in the challenge. Um, That's okay. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so like just looking at so far the matches they've had, uh, um, what do you think so far was the best match? I mean, I think the first one was with uh, with Natalia and Shinsuke versus uh, Finn yeah. Balor and Sasha Banks. Like, what do you? Which one so good. far stood out to you? Because that was pretty good. I thought they were all like very well done. Last week was the best to me. It it was funny, and it actually was. I mean. Just from an overall entertainment standpoint, last week's match was the best. But from an entering standpoint, that match was the best one so far. With uh, Finn, Finn and Sasha versus, uh, you know, let's go. And then the Oscar match, but we already expected that to go down. Alexa and Braun, their chemistry is hilarious. So... Nah, but yeah, last week Rose Gold versus uh, I don't know what Uso and Naomi's name is uh, so what's we'll called the married couple, married couple number one, uh, if you have Rusev is best, Lana number one, wait, or I said that wrong, my fault. Lana is best, Lana number one. Yes, Lana's one, man. You gotta Fight. get that right. That's one of the best songs out there right now. You gotta get that one going. Whoa, 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 whoa. Rusev Day is the best song out there. Oh, it is, it is. <laughs> well, actually, it's, a good thing, it's a good thing you brought that up. Because um, seeing the fact that, you know, Lana was talking about she was training and everything, doing a special uh, um, training from Rusev, and there's, like, videos out there. I know you've seen a couple of them. They're really funny. Oh, yeah. You know, they just they put them out there. She had to break a board over her leg. 
She had to break a board with her leg. Um, they had different things. I think they were in the uh, in the ring one time, and they were doing shoulder blocks. And she lost yeah. it and just started choking out a girl, and it was it was like a whole lot of stuff happening. But uh, what do, what do you think? What do you think of the fact that Lana's in the ring and, and you know her and Rusev? Do you think they have a shot? I think they're going against Bailey and Elias. That's the next matchup. Yeah, they. Have, I think they will win this because Elias has no like interest in teaming with Bailey at all. Like it's been very clear since day one he has no interest in teaming with her. So. Yeah, I don't think they have they stand a shot. Now it'll probably be uh a lot of be, I wouldn't be surprised if Lana actually got the got the pinfall. Don't be surprised because I believe she's getting better under Rusev, surprisingly. I mean we all looked at her like I don't recall her like Eva Marie but she because I think she was better, like the little bits and pieces that Lana did, you know, show us. She actually does have the ability to wrestle. It's just, I think she needed to be in NXT first as a wrestler rather than just, you know, Rusev's manager throughout all these years. And that kind of held her back because now you're putting her in a position where she does have to wrestle. And, She's going to have to wrestle tomorrow, and we get to see how far she has progressed. Because let's be frank, she hasn't really wrestled since she's been on SmackDown. So she hasn't really done much. And then Tamina's now hurt, so that angle's pretty much dead. So she, you have to make her wrestle again, or she has to manage somebody else. Can you actually break down? I, I, maybe a lot of people weren't aware that Tamina was hurt. So what what happened with that injury? How did that happen? Uh, the only details that I've known is that she tore her rotator cuff, and she's out for about ten months almost. So those are the those are the only details. Like there's a whole lot of injuries going on right now. Joe has his right. foot. What's his name's injury is legit. Jason Jordan's neck injury is legit. People thinking to fit. Oh, that is legit. He legit has surgery. He will be out for quite some time as well. Um, it's yeah, so there's, many there's, names. There's definitely little injury. I mean, for the Alicia Fox one, you know, with the tailbone. Yep. You know, so that yep. that's an, that that actually happened practicing for the Royal Rumble, which was a, a big deal. Yep. And uh, that's why Kari Sane, I think, was a last-minute ad because of that. Yep. That was the rumor with that yep. whole situation. And, um, you know, obviously, since, you know, since we since I have you on the phone right now, in regards to the the, the Royal Rumble, the, we, not, we never actually discussed that, the Women's Royal Rumble. How do you feel like it – was it worth it? Do you feel like they really got the right message across? It was worth it, but it was also predictable. I mean, because everybody knew it was either going to be Asuka or Ronda Rousey winning it. I mean, this was this has been floating around since forever that one or the other is going to be winning it. And now the platform is set that, you know, Asuka is going to get her crowning moment at WrestleMania, we we all know this already. 
Now, which match that is going to be, I will not speak on it, but the rumors have been floating around who it is. And if that match actually happens, it's going to be a damn good match. Really good. So, um, the other thing, though, I will say they need to deepen the roster because they had to bring out a lot of people to fill up, you know, 30 ladies. So they have well, to you really... Kind of expect, you kind of expected to, to gain, you know, more people over the years. I mean, they had to yeah. bring back, they had to give every every legend their opportunity, they never got an opportunity like this, yeah. so I understand that part. And think what they have all these people at NXT, so it's only a matter of yeah, time. But you got to You got it now, but now, like, I thought you would see more of the ladies from NXT rather than, you know, all of these... Uh, either Hall of Famers or legendary ladies, you know, in the Rumble. Like, I didn't want to see, honestly, God, I didn't want to see Miss Jackie in the Rumble. And I love her. Um, but, you like, I didn't want to see her in there. Like, Tori Wilson doesn't wrestle anymore. And that was pretty evident. Kelly Kelly pretty much looked out of place. Like, Lita still can bump, but Lita and Lita actually took bumps, which shocked the hell out of me. Uh, Trish can still go; she wanted to. I mean, it wasn't many. I mean, the Bellas, yeah, they but they're kind of like in between retirement and you know not being retired. Nikki's off and on to her neck, and then Bree is awesome. Okay, I have my kid now; I can train for a comeback if I want to come back. So, and then the, and then those two ladies out with Oscar were the final three competitors. So it's not like right. you said, it's not like you said, okay, let's give the final three competitors, uh, somebody that's current, somebody who's legendary. And then one of the Bellas, it was not both Bellas and Oscar. <laughs> that was your final three. That's like, Saying, I don't know. Uh, give me, I need somebody. I'm thinking of some. I gotta take somebody old from like way back when. I don't know, Ric Flair or something. Just throwing a random name out there on the Men's Royal Rumble, coming out and being the last two with somebody else, or another Roman Reigns situation where nobody wants to see him with. So it's one of those. Nah. It's just so weird. It felt like they they kind yeah. of pushed the wrong people for those uh, those spots. But I, I definitely yeah. agree with that. I thought it was cool what they did with uh, Naomi giving her the Kofi Kingston spot. That was cool. Um, I it was, that. I thought that was that was really cool. Uh, you know, Ember Moon coming out with one arm. Um, you know, yeah. there was little little moments in there when you're like, okay, I like the way this is going. There was never a part where I felt yeah. like it got dull. You know, that's the thing you always worry about. I think it's dull or not. It never got yeah. dull for me. I thought it was. I think they did a real good job storytelling. They came to that. Um, now here's the last part that I know has been on everybody's mind, and that's the that's the whole thing with uh, Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Like, what are your thoughts with that? Well, uh, if you watch Raw, they said she signed on her contract at uh, what's his name Elimination Chamber, her Raw contract, to, to be exact. So we already know what brand she's going on. Now, 
I'm going to just let people theorize exactly how this is going to play. They already have one dominant lady on Raw, and you already know who that is. So you can't have two dominant ladies on the same brand, especially in this day and age. You have to have a balance. So if Ronda is going to Raw, somebody else is going to SmackDown. Now you already know who's going to SmackDown in this case. So my thing, I'm cool with Ronda Rousey as long as she is going to take this serious. So I don't want to see her Brock Lesnar in this, meaning if they put a belt on her down the road that a few weeks, like she's coming up every two weeks or every three weeks just to chill out or, you know, I don't want to see that because then that's just, it's a waste. It's like, why do all this with her just for her to be like, all right, I'm taking two, three weeks off to film a movie or whatever, or I'm taking two pay-per-views off to not do anything. I mean, granted, Brock defended at like three pay-per-views in a row, but now Brock Lesnar's not showing up for the next pay-per-view at all. It's just, but that was expected. And I like the point Alexa made last week where she said, hey, Brock don't have to defend my, his belt, but I do in the chain move, which is a fact. So that's the one thing I want. I don't want to see around Rousey. I don't want to see her be, you know, that woman who, because she's, I think she will kill in WWE. Everybody keeps saying that she will. I believe she will, but my my whole point is I kind of hope that she doesn't play this and, like, I'm a huge star and she really does take an L once in a while or, you know, it takes, like, a big Nia Jax or somebody to bring her down to size because she can run through an Alexa Bliss. I mean, she can she can have she can have a good nah, I would say a good a great match with a Sasha Banks. So, I mean, a Bailey could be a nice little starting point for her. Right. If right. she wants to Because you have to give her a starting point feud and it should be against somebody who is worthy. I don't think a Sasha Banks would be good, but Sasha Banks looking like she's about to turn heel right now, so I don't see the point in having Sasha versus Ronda as her first few. It just doesn't make any sense, at least not right now. Okay, so. and I, I want to get your final thought now. This is back on the whole Big Smash Challenge. They're doing, like, mm-hmm. all of this is for charity. Like, that's the whole thing. Yeah, like, fair. everybody's representing a charity, and the winner gets $100,000 donated to the charity, but everyone gets money per match anyway. That goes mm-hmm. to the charity. And the fact that they're doing it on Facebook, what do you think this says for WWE as a whole? Because this is a pretty groundbreaking thing in regards to doing it, being an intergender, you know, tag team situation. You feel like this is Mm -hmm. a uh, smart move moving forward, and uh, do you see them doing more of this on the regular shows? Uh, It is a smart move going forward, A. B, it also gives them an extra platform. 
so they can do stuff. See, WWE is a very smart marketing company. They see how big and humongous Facebook is. Facebook is trying to get into the streaming game and bringing in stuff like the Mixed Match Challenge helps both parties because WWE is a huge draw. WWE is going to get a nice, hefty check from Facebook, and Facebook gets to use their content, so everybody wins. Now, will we see more of this on regular TV? I hope so, because let's face it, some of these storylines they got going right now, they're not that good. But let's even go into WrestleMania. Like, tonight, how Raw ended made no sense. But you already know what they setting up for. Have like Finn and uh, what's his name, Seth, fight one on one for the um team's time. This is like I kind of like what I like. I like different things and them doing since the cruiserweight classic, which I think still to date is the best thing they did. That was great. The uh, the women's classic was great. This is great too. They have they haven't had something that I can say. Oh, they had a miss so far. They miscued or they misfired. This has all been good, fine, dandy. I'm not even gonna complain about it. So, yes, it's something I really hope they bring over in a you know some regular everyday. Raw, SmackDown, at least once every while, or even hell, make a belt out of it. If you're going to take it serious, make it a belt. Make it the mix, mix, because then you have you give more opportunities to people who aren't used like off like like say Titus Worldwide. I wouldn't mind seeing Titus Worldwide with the like right. Apollo and Dana with the Mixed Match Challenge Tag Team titles. Hey, I wouldn't mind seeing that. It gives you, and you have to have, the problem that you see with, like, WWE, and a lot of people notice it. I notice it, and a whole lot of people notice it. Raw's too long. So, with Raw being too long, you have to do something with these three hours. So, if you want to fill up the three hours, you can have it on both shows. If you have it on, if you have it for three hours, if you have that belt for three hours, you know, as one of the three-hour uh, things, you know, parts of the show, whatever you want to call it, I don't know, segments. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Segments. That's fine, and you can build storylines off of it. And you could, yeah, and, and you could also build it for the male side too, just for individual storylines. Like, I don't like, like, say, Braun, somebody was beefing with Alexa, and they came mm-hmm. up to Alexa, and somebody in the back was pressing Alexa, and Braun was like, "I don't like how you treating Alexa. You are gonna catch these heads." Like, <laughs> you could do right. different things. You know what I'm saying? You could do so much with this. It's just how do you want to do it? Um, if they're gonna continue it, and if they're gonna be serious with it. Because the problem with WWE, they start something, but then it's like it always at the end, like the end game never really materializes to anything. Like the the only thing for the women's like right, for the women's thing, it benefits NXT because 
that roster was depleted for the women's side. So all those ladies now are coming in slowly by, you know, inch by inch. So they get the, re, you know, they got to the restock a good part of that roster. Like, it's, I think it's better now than it was a, a little bit ago when Oscar was down there. Like, Shayna Baszler has come in and just, you know, changed the game. So right. you have to have those game-changing moments. And, like, like I just said, this mix match challenge is one of them. It's just how do you make it something, you know, that now benefits the company and shows the company, all right, we we got this now. We can do this, this, and this with it. So what do they do with it? And that's to be seen. All right. Well, we're definitely going to be looking forward to watching it. And uh, thank you, as always, for your in-depth analysis of everything going on. Because uh, I know you I'm going to get that from you. So I make sure I go to you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. All right. So take care, man. Take care. I want to take the time to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, just like I said, I, I enjoy doing different things with the show, going to different places and just gathering sound because I, I believe that a lot of firsthand experiences are sometimes best, you know, the best ways to uh, enjoy things. You don't want to always just be like, oh, well, you know, I got this from this place or I heard from that. You actually want to be there in person. And like I said, I, I was just happy to be there in person to uh, to meet with Lana, meet with Natalia and uh just the whole Q&A back and forth was fun. So definitely some great stuff that with WWE going on, Mixed Match Challenge. I'm looking forward to it. I hope everyone else is. Uh, also, you know, with the retirement of Paul Pierce, as a Knicks fan, I'm always going to hate him. But, hey, congratulations. I think it's worth, you know, noting that it's a great thing. I mean, who gets their number retired that often in Boston? It's not really the most common thing to happen. So... Uh, definitely, you know, shout out to him. And uh, thank you to everybody listening. And uh, tune in next week. Got another great show. Definitely heavy NBA show next week because it is All-Star Weekend. So definitely watch. We have a lot to discuss. Feel free to hit me up on social media at Ed Easton Jr. on Twitter or Instagram. And let's talk about it. You've been listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio.